as he takes a sip from his coffee. And how is the coffee, Cameron? It's good. It's vanilla Starbucks coffee. Ooh, that sounds good. good. Not that I've ever had coffee, but this is the Fly Guys you, podcast. You don't eat it. <laughs> Me? I definitely <laughs> no, do not, do eat, not it. eat it. <laughs> this is the Fly Guys podcast. Justin Goodard alongside Cameron Klein. We are back in the loft after a week spent with Nelson in the uh, mm. living room of Mr. and Mrs. Goodhart's house. We are back in the loft. Here in uh, Newtown, Pennsylvania, Cameron, I miss this place. I see you've got the heater going. Yep. it's definitely kept this place comfortable. It did. Well, what's funny is, um, I asked my fiance when I came home. I was like, "Hey, did you happen to put on the heater?" Because I didn't ask her to, and I was kind of hoping that because she she usually does because she's just she's on it. She's fucking on it. Um, but she's amazing and smarter than me. But um, I asked her. She was like, "I only put it on like an hour ago." She's like, "I hope it's warm enough." But the thing is, what's nice is that like on sunny days, like if the sun is hot and blazing, it'll keep the loft comfortable yeah not warm not as warm as the rest of the apartment but it'll keep it comfortable make it make it a little bit nicer i would here, say so. that, like i'm in i'm in a polo right yeah, now I'm, this, I'm, I'm feel i feel fine feels great yeah it's it's, um, it's you know, fantastic you know who's not feeling fine <laughs> are the philadelphia flyers oh the entire team right yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so i was, I was gonna say what do you want to start with i mean we could talk about that press conference that's, that happened yesterday. The, that's kind of the only thing that was on my mind coming into today because i was like that's the only thing that's new what did we expect to come out of this right. press conference why right. are people angry that's my first question what did you think was going to be said did you think that, that that chuck fletcher and dave scott were going to lay out their five-point plan that was going to turn everything around yeah you know your ice cream that melted in the summer was going to come back to you nice and fresh what did you think they were going to say they were going to give you a bunch of non sequiturs a bunch of non-answers you knew it was doomed the minute that chuck fletcher begins it by saying well you know we'd just like to give a big shout out to keith yandel yeah here's like the little thing about that like if you want to do that at the end at the end do that at the end all the questions are, are answered everyone has asked their questions all that stuff and they'd be like hey by the way before we leave today i just want i would be remiss if i didn't mention you know, Keith Yandel and this amazing Yeah, to start it off like that, it's like, well, you're just kind of, you're, you're trying to just automatically deflect yeah. from any, you know, possible, like, look yeah. at, oh, hey, listen, we've lost 13 in a row, but look at this guy who's played for us for about half a season. He's at 965 straight starts. Right, yeah. And that's the thing, dude, like, I, I, I feel bad for Keith Yandel in this because, like, he has not played well, so I don't feel bad for him there, but I feel bad in the fact that, like, People keep pointing at him and the fact that they're advertising. They're, they're using him as the poster games. child for this team's epic failure. Yeah, and yeah. The reality is, it is not. Just it's Keith not all on him, but yeah. And the thing is, like that is an accomplishment. Nine hundred sixty-five NHL games. It's in incredible. A row. That's insane. It, I tell you what. That's it, insane. It probably won't. Ha- like that record's not going to be broken anytime soon. Not for a while. Yeah, right. And not right. only that. Here's the worst part about all this for Keith Yandel. The dude when we signed him, no one expected him to be no. great. Well, no, one- we said seventh D man probably. And but the problem is, is that no one else has been able to step up. They, you know, Cam yeah. York came in. He looks good. I like the way Cam York has right. played. I think he shows all the bit of potential that he has shown, even when he was down in juniors. But yes. here's the problem with all this: because they're so bad, these fans, this media is going to latch onto everything mm-hmm. and anything. Yeah, Ivan Provorov offsides on an offensive rush, dude. He stinks. He's got to go. He's the worst player in the world. The worst defenseman of all time. Claude Giroux, oh my God, he's the only one doing anything. Like that's the one player that it seems like everyone's now not bashing because which is ironic, isn't it? It's amazing. The team's terrible. We all feel bad for Giroux. The team's average. We hate Giroux. Yeah. The team's Giroux's great. bad leader. You can't you can't do anything. The team's great. Yeah, but what is Giroux doing? Right. That kind of thing. But yeah. when the team is dog poo, Giroux is now like Jesus on the cross. Because the thing is, like, I do like that the fan base has at least recognized that, like, thick and thin, good or bad. That dude shows up. And as does Carter Hart. They give that fucking dude right there. I'm pointing that on him. the wall. On the wall. Him and Carter Hart have both been honestly, I think Carter Hart's been amazing this season. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I have no complaints about Hart right now. Yeah, like the thing, like obviously people are talking about trading because everybody, everybody's on the table. Carter, uh, Sean Couturier, I heard, time to trade him. It's, it's okay. time to, it's so, time yeah. to trade Sean Couturier. Here's the thing, though. Like, like, I'm at the point where, you know, if you gave me an offer that was so ridiculous, I couldn't even, I, I'd, I'd be remiss to refuse it or at least look at it. Okay, that's the only reason I'm getting rid of a guy like Carter Hart. But he's the only player. He's the only player I feel that way about. Everybody else, I'm, I'm, do what you have to do. I, I, I'm not at, saying at I want them to, sh- like, I don't want them to trade Sean Couture. I don't want them to trade Joel Farabee. I don't want them to trade Claude Giroux. But it's like, at this point, we we need to accept the fact that we're going to be in a full blown rebuild, and we need to start gathering assets. Trade but here's assets the thing: there are players that are young assets. enough that you can build around throughout this rebuild. Carter Hart is 23 years old. You can build around right. that. Travis Konechny too, right? Not quite, not not quite the same. So I want to go back to the press conference really quick. Yeah. So like, because I I do agree with what you're saying. I'm just I'm just you know goofing off because I know. Like yesterday, Chuck Fletcher saying like he was kind of saying like he seemed like he had his finger on the pulse a little bit where he's just like, yeah, like we we need to things are bad and we need to fix them. The and draft might be a good place to start. That's yeah, exactly. And the thing was like I I love we love you gotta love Charlie O'Connor. It's the reason why he's the only guy writing for the Athletic. He's incredible. And he was just straight up like, listen, are you in a rebuild? Is that what you're going to do? Because that's what kind of what it seems like you need to do. And, <laughs> and then he was just like, all right, so how do you usually do that? And, and Chuck Fletcher was like, draft capital. That's usually how you do that. And to me, it's kind of like they were kind of saying it without saying it. Like, we're in a rebuild. That's what we need to focus on. But then you got numb nuts, Dave Scott, sitting right next to him, saying stupid-ass shit. Like? Like, well, we have players we can build around, like Travis Konechny. Listen, I don't hate Travis Konechny, but these last two seasons, he has been a disappointment. Big time. He got a contract, too. Right. He was given a contract. He is no longer a young piece to build around. No. I'm sorry. At this point, we should have Not already seen point. the fruits of that contract. We should have seen the fruits of his potential. Yeah. Like, you know, you can make the argument that, you know, he's a, like the, the product. He's a product of the environment, which, okay, maybe that's true. That. You could but, say that. Um, yeah, that's true. Joel Farabee's shown out a lot more. And other players have been able to play well. Like, listen, Again, I know, like, I know, like, like Claude Giroux, we keep going back to it, but he's the guy where it's just like he's so consistent. I go back to Carter Hart for a yeah. second. I understand 2.87 GAA and a save percentage of one nine one two is not phenomenal. No, it's not. That, that save percentage of nine one two. I tell you what, if you move that GAA down by like three tenths, like it's two point five seven, and that's a save percentage of nine one two. I got news for you, Carter Hart is getting all star votes based yeah. on that. Yeah, he is. Uh, Joel Farabee, a guy you probably can build your team around. You Sean can. Couturier yeah. is a mainstay piece that I don't think you have to trade. Other- like, I, I'm willing to because of his age, but that's kind of the only well, reason. Because he's he's 29. Like, he's older. He's not old. He's not out of his prime yet. But, no, I like the Sean Couturier slander that I've been hearing. If if you – listen, this season he's not playing well. But this season, who is playing well? Also, he's not playing that too. I mean, he's right. just not. Playing. The kid's been injury, injury, injury prone throughout this entire season. He's been on and off, out of injuries, like the entire team. And has. by the way, this whole will will Ryan Ellis and Sean Couturier play again? Uh, I I heard Chuck Fletcher say it's possible they might not, and I'm just like, don't don't do it. There's yeah, like, no, there's you, no point. You what's the point of having them play? If you want to have any chance of being remotely competitive next season, you've got to just shut them down and say nope, not chancing it. You know, we'll get you on the ice. We'll get you practicing, but you're not going to play. Yeah, it's got to be like the Andrew Luck treatment of 2017. He was ready to play at some point, but they were like, "Nah, this season's lost. We're not going to bring yeah, you back." Yeah, there's no point in hurting you. But yeah, like Sean Couture, like hear, hearing hearing certain people on airwaves say stuff like, "I don't need 19 years of Sean Couturier," like talking shit. 
You don't watch. It's as simple as that. You don't watch. You are not going to find a a center, a Selkie winning, a Selkie Trophy winning center, who plays a two hundred foot game, who's able to put up seventy points in an eighty two point any any two in an eighty two game season. God damn it! I'm stuttering because I'm so pissed off. I I won't have it. I won't have it. I will not have the Shalkatoria slander this season. Yeah, not playing well. He's injured, like everybody else is. The past four seasons, though, we're talking what about ninety percent. A point nine zero in terms of his, his points per... God damn it. I'm fucking this all up. Well, here's the point. Just because... I'm flustered, for fuck, Christ's sake. Jeez, I'm the one that has to be level-headed today. Oh, I just... I, I've been hearing it so much, and I'm having so much of like this internal argument with myself where I'm just defending Sean Couturier to the void you of people that don't but the thing seem is, to understand he, how good he is. He is a Patrice Bergeron. That is not an exaggeration. Well, he puts up the production that Patrice Bergeron does. He has the plus-minus Patrice Bergeron does. He has the leadership quality Patrice Bergeron does. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I just want to make it clear to everyone. Oh, doesn't matter. Just because you're about to go in a rebuild, that doesn't mean every single player that's currently on the team has to go. And I think all too often we get that too confused because we're just, you know, we're looking for any type of, we're looking for any answer we can possibly get. I just want to go into something. 2015. This is a month, This is a different league, different, you know, time. So the 2015 Eagles completely bottom out with Chip Kelly. I use the term bottoming out pro- a little loosely because they did go 7-9. and nine. That's not bottoming out. But it was obvious the team was turning over a new leaf. They fired Chip Kelly. They bring in Doug Peterson. It was the end of a regime. It was definitely the end of a regime. Yeah. So naturally, yeah. there's a rebuild in, involved in that. Yes. And they trade some capital. They go get Carson Wentz. But what about the players on that 2015 team? Did every single player go? Did every sing- let's just so let's just go down the starters from that team since yeah. we want to just toss every starter out the door. And like you're saying, it is a much bigger team. There's a lot more roles mm-hmm. to fill in a football team, but still, go on. Sam Bradford did not return as the starting quarterback in 2016. Yeah, fitting. Okay, that's yeah, that's, that's fine. Move on from him, yeah. right? Did he? He went to he went to the Rams, right? He went to the Vikings. The Vikings. Rams was, drafted him. I knew the Rams. I knew the Rams had him first. For some reason, I always had like this thought in my mind that he went back there. He, I, I'm, yeah. That's just a, that's just a dream did, thought that did I he had. Sign with any, I think he signed with the Denver Broncos after the Vikings. I don't he remember. was with the Broncos at one point. Yeah, it was after the Vikings. I remember seeing yeah. that jersey. I yeah. can't believe I know that. Anyway, yeah. starting running back was Demarco Murray in 2015. Yes, I that obviously this. did not last. Yep. They went with Ryan Matthews, who had been on that 2015 team as well, going into 2016. It didn't really work out that well. No. Starting wide receivers were Nelson Aguilar, Riley mm-hmm. Cooper, and Jordan Matthews. Two of the three re- uh, receivers did return to the team yes. the following year, yeah. and uh, they put up okay numbers. Not, Aguilar was really throwing the ire of the fan base in 2016 yeah. Yeah. for being worse. Tight ends were Brent Selk and Zach Ertz. You kept them. Yep. And um, and you'll see what, what point I'm getting to in a second. Starting offensive line, Jason Peters kept him. Yep. Alan Barber, gone. Jason Kelsey, you kept him. Right, yeah, we all knew that. Uh, right guard, Matt Tobin, he gone. Yep. Right tackle, Lane Johnson, you kept him. Right. So for the starting offense, you turned over about half of it. Yeah. And the offensive production in 2016 was about the same as 2015. Not mm-hmm. very good. But it was you also had a rookie quarterback, so yeah. and the thing is, is, like other than the quarterback, a lot of those pieces you can get elsewhere. You, you can you can get running backs on the market if you need one. You wide receivers, run, yeah. you know. But like offensive line, they kept mostly the same. I like that. That's yeah. yeah. Anyway, go on. So then let's go to the defensive starters, yes. right? Fletcher Cox kept him. Yep, still on the team. Benny Logan gone. Cedric Thornton gone. I had a roommate who was obsessed with Benny Logan. By the way, I did really love Benny Logan. Actually, he just loved that he was that big of a human being. He didn't care about his skill. He didn't know any of his stats. I don't think he even knew his jersey number. He just knew that he was 
a massive human being, and that is number ninety six, baby Benny Logan. Yeah. Anyway, gone. Um, Cedric Thornton, Benny Logan, gone. Connor Barwin, gone. D'Amico Ryan's gone. Michael Kendricks kept. Brandon Graham kept. Byron Maxwell gone. Nolan Carroll gone. Walter Thurman gone. Malcolm Jenkins kept. So you turned over far more of the defense, which yeah. was understandable. The Eagles' defense in twenty fifteen was not very good. Mm-hmm. But these players that you kept, the Malcolm Jenkins, the Fletcher Coxes, the Michael Kendricks, the Brandon Grahams. The the uh, uh, Nelson Aguilar's, Jason Peters, Jason Kelsey's. Yeah. The people who we now know are are the bona fide, capable starters that they are. They they were the core pieces of the team. They were the leaders of that defense. But they were on a bad team. So why didn't they all go? Well, because you understand, you know how to evaluate talent. You understand that not every player has to go. And then what happened? Jason Kelsey, and Fletcher Cox, and Brandon Graham especially, and all those players I just mentioned that they kept, ended up being such key contributors. Yeah. And maybe you could if you subtract one of those players, you can easily make the argument Eagles don't win that Super Bowl you could. in 2017. You My could. point is that rebuilds tend people tend to think of rebuilds as 5 to 10 years, which is possible. Rebuilds can ha- take a long amount of time. Yeah. We saw it with the San Francisco 49ers, we've seen it with the Anaheim Ducks, we are seeing it right now with the kind of with the Chicago Blackhawks as they're retooling their team again. Yeah. But it's not like it's going to be decades before this team's good again. So you better choose wisely as to which players you've decided to grow around because those players might very well become key contributors to a Stanley Cup winning team. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Flyers are going to win the Cup this year, next year, or the year after that. I, I don't have any expectation. Yeah, no, but what I do know is this. After seeing what the Philadelphia Eagles did, or in the NHL terms, what the St. Louis Blues did. What the Colorado Avalanche have done. What the Colorado Avalanche have I mean, done. And by the way, the Colorado Avalanche, they rebuilt well. They are still searching for that Stanley Cup final appearance, no yeah, less title. Like a lot of people forget it was, what, 2016-17 that they were extra- they were the worst team in the league? Uh-huh. Patrick Waugh leaves what, mid-season. He legit just quit. Mid- he was like, I'm, I'm out. That Patrick Waugh, that's I love classic <laughs> Patrick. He called but, out Matthew Shane after he celebrated after they were down by seven goals. He was like, what kind of guy is this? To his own player. He's just like, that's ridiculous. You can't have that on your own team. I love Patrick. And then he just walked out. He said, I'm leaving. But then there's other teams that have built and built and built and still not seen a Stanley Cup. I mean, it took yeah. years for the Washington Capitals to finally see the fruits of of their of their process, finally get them to a Stanley Cup yeah. final. And guess what? They haven't even made it out of the first round since. Yeah, and you also got like a team like like the um, uh, Vegas Right, yeah. like they're a young team, a new a new team. Got but there year one. Cup contender since they started, right? Yeah, still haven't gotten there yet. They're they're trying still. Now, a great example of a team that is longevity yes. are the are the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, you hate to say it, but they. I mean, they are. You hate to say it. You hate to see it. You they hate are to the admit best it. run organization in the NHL, I believe. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know of another team. Maybe Boston. Maybe Boston because yeah. they've also been very great. For maybe there's maybe there's PPP or PPE loans that they took. Uh, might have helped a little Listen, bit. Listen, the eagle, yeah. illegal loans are not. You know, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I would take money if offered to me I'm, too. I'm just, hey, I'm just. I gotta, I gotta knock them down where I can. <laughs> but they're, they're great. They are a great. They team. are, you know, they are. They, they're ext- built extremely well. Like, I to dive into it. I don't want to go too deep into it, but like, there's been discussion. I've been listening to a lot of radio recently. There's been discussion, joking. It was brought up immediately at first as a joke of like maybe the Flyers need to change their logo and their colors. Maybe that'll fix it for God's sake. Because what else are they gonna do? Um, but that turned into like an actual question, which was just it made me so angry hearing it because I had to just I couldn't believe that this was actual a topic of discussion happening. Um, but somebody like cited that the picture of penguins and they changed their colors. They started like winning again. 
And I was like, and they also drafted Sidney Crosby. They also drafted Evgeny Malkin. They also drafted Chris Letang. And they also drafted Mark Andre Fleury. They also picked up the Stahl brothers. They like, they drafted really, really well. And then they filled out the rest of their uh, their roster with great key with, acquisitions. Yeah, veterans, guys who have been and there. By before. the way, right up until 2015, <sighs> that legacy was still in question because through all that great building, they had only won one Stanley only Cup. Won one. But yeah. then, what did they do? They said, "Let's." Freaking go for it. They swing a trade, bring in Phil Kessel to the team, who turns out to be one of the – he immediately becomes a fan favorite yeah. and immediately becomes a contributor on back-to-back Stanley Cup winners. Yep. So as the, much the as – The dude has, his, has a steady diet will, of hot dogs. This is where dogs, I will criticize the Flyers. Right. Yeah, I know. His, his love of hot dogs did curse him in Toronto. That's what I'm saying. But, like, he, you, you, you traded all this stuff for him. He still – you know, he, he, wins, he wins you two cups. The Philadelphia Flyers are going to have to learn to, to obviously – draft well like that will have to happen whether yes. it happens this year or not i have no idea we but don't know what will also have to happen they're gonna have to be willing to go for it a little bit they're gonna have to be willing to swing some trades that they might not feel the most comfortable with and um charlie o'connor mentioned or i'm sorry it was either him or al morgani now that i'm trying i'm trying to think of which one the tweet it was al morgani his, like his breakdown yeah it was al so, so it was a great al, Mor- al morgani for those who believe charlie o'connor is the best you know writer or media influencer when it comes to the philadelphia flyers uh, he's definitely in the top two because I think Al Morgani still might be my king. Well, Al Morgani, I think, was the Charlie O'Connor before Charlie O'Connor. I agree with that. Like he I, was the Flyers they are, guy. For though, a long if you time. don't follow Charlie O'Connor and slash or Al Morgani, then you're really doing yourself a disservice. Go follow at least one of yeah. them, and I I really suggest both. But yeah. Al Morgani said some thoughts after the Flyers presser. Drew gone at the deadline with the likes of Braun and Jones, etc. Shut down injured vets. Gaudreau, Klingberg, likely future targets. Risto gets paid. Torts, likely coaching target. And, a, and Briere, a future GM in Philadelphia or elsewhere. couple, let's just break down kind of bit yeah, by bit. Yeah, bit by bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Drew gone at the deadline with the likes of Braun and Jones. I, I mean, there's it's hard to disagree with it. It is going to be a stinging pain, but a necessary. Yeah. When you get cut, you got to put that peroxide on it. But it, it hurts in the moment, but it's going to feel good later. Do you want to hear something funny? Hmm. The other day I was driving home from work, and a song by The Front Bottoms, which is not a band that I would find myself listening to two years ago, but my fiancé has graced me with just more, even more just art in my life, which is <laughs> it's one of my favorite things about her. But it's a song called Jim Bogert, and the chorus of that song says, sometimes things just don't work out the way that they're supposed to. And I was driving home, and I was thinking about Claude Giroux, and that song came on, and I was I was close to tearing up. Thinking about thinking about when I first really started getting into the Flyers and just thinking about seeing Claude Giroux and being like, well, we have him. We're going. It's it's going to happen. You don't have a guy like that, and and you don't win a cup. That's ridiculous. You don't have players like Claude Giroux and Jake Voracek to not win a Stanley Cup. And sometimes things, things don't just work, don't work out, out the way they're supposed to. Crushed me. Uh, but I agree with you that it's one of those things where I think he's one of the guys who you can get a lot for. Given his age, especially to a cup contender like the Colorado Avalanche, a lot of which people, a lot seem, of people to pointing, seem to be pointing that way. Yep. Uh, Justin Braun, another guy that you can probably send to a cup contender. He is a decent defenseman. He can fill mm-hmm. your back, your you know your back pair. A veteran, yeah. Yep. Uh, You're not going to get a lot back from from no. him, but yeah. And then Martin Jones, a lot of people have linked him to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I don't know what you're going to get back from. Him. I don't know what you'll get back, but sorry, I do, Martin. I do know that. Signing him to begin with was questionable, but it is time yeah. to see. listen. Let, we got We got to see what Felix Sandstrom has. We we have to. At and this point, right? Screw it. Sandstrom might be a guy that yields you a lot of you know draft capital if yeah. you decide to trade him. Like if, if you, he plays the back half of the season extremely well, he's young. 
And he would lot- show that he's talented. He can show that he can play really well. And then you have a goalie controversy on your hands. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you then trade that guy. You get, you know, something for him, some type of draft capital, more than you would normally get for a guy like that. And then, you you know, it's all part of the rebuild. It is what it is. Shutting down injured vets, I don't think needs any explanation. We already talked about it. Yeah. Um, Ellis, Coots, what's the point? Don't play them. Goudreau and yeah. Klingberg, likely future targets. Now, the, just the, the mere mention of Johnny Goudreau, you know, only – Dangerous. It fills so many Philly fans up with oh. this. Oh, boy. It's a dangerous thing to tweet out. But man. I look at John Klingberg as an interesting – I like it. One. I, you know what? That is a guy that I think would do, you know, wonders for Philadelphia's – Where is he now? I know he's with Dallas for the longest time, for most of his career, I believe, up until this point. I don't think – did he leave Dallas? He, he might not have. No, he's still with Dallas. He is still there? Okay. He's 29 years old. Uh, funny enough, he's only he's 12 days older than my uh, second oldest brother, Alex. Oh, I did not realize that. But the point is that that's an interesting – listen, you're going – this rebuild, they're not going to want to take years to do. Firstly, Dave Scott is clearly not a very patient person. Well, I don't think he even understands what is happening with the team. He, I don't think he understands where they are. Well, I, I can only hope I, that Chuck Fletcher, like, he's like – From that press conference, it does not seem like that's what's happening. Well, you think Fletcher's trying to protect his job? He could be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what point Fletcher is. is but point is, uh, Goudreau yeah. and Klingberg, uh, that would be beautiful. That would be very, very smart. Those are two guys I would take on the Flyers in a heartbeat, not just because Goudreau is finally coming home, and it's happening, people. Johnny Goudreau is coming home. Yeah, you heard it here first from the Fly Guys podcast. It's official. Uh, Risto <laughs> getting paid. This is interesting. Does Risto being paid – he has worked extremely hard this year. You cannot deny that he's not the – that he's – he just has a great work ethic. He's got a great – yeah. It's great work ethic. Yeah, it's not usually a sign of somebody you really want on your team when you say like, "Well, he works hard." Well, they all kind of do, right? But here's what I want to ask you: This, what is your under over for him getting paid annual salary wise to where you're pissed off? Anything over anything over four and a half, I'll be I'll be a little annoyed. Yeah, and I think I think anything over four and a half, I'm pissed off. I I think I think a four million is like yeah, four million would be like. You better be worth it, man. Yeah, even better then, it's like it. it's it's stretching it. And yeah. I gotta say it, I, I I'm gonna say it publicly. You know, I the one of the biggest issues they've had this season, which Ryan Ellis is supposed to help with, and we didn't know that he was gonna get injured in our defense. Nashville did, right? Um, is getting out of their own zone. Somebody who's very good at that, Shane Gossis Bear. So, Eric Reese, you at this point. Seem to have been correct, Cameron. The horse is dead. Stop beating it. I just, I, <laughs> I have to publicly do it. I have to, I have to we, at least. I mean, we we said, listen, I get it. Shingo's. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about him. I don't want to talk about. Don't get me wrong, Shing. We'd still. I don't think. I don't think Shingo's is here would get us out of this 13 game losing streak necessarily. But like, it wouldn't make anything any better necessarily. You'd we'd still be at the being a rebuild. Lo- we'd have a few more overtime losses. Or yeah, yeah. There you go. John Tortorella, likely coaching target. Well, Cameron, we are finally reaching my favorite part of this tweet, John. <laughs> yeah. I have been waiting for this moment ever since the Tampa Bay Lightning won the 2004 Stanley Cup Final. Part of me doesn't even care if it doesn't work out. I, I just, just love John Tortorella. Just give Charlie O'Connor's battles with John Tortorella in the interviews, I need that more than anything in the world. And the thing is, you think you'd battle? I think you'd battle more with like Sam, you, Sam, uh, well, he's Carcitti not even, or like one of those guys. I guess more. so. I think I think he would probably like Charlie. Yeah, because he uh, seems like with it. Mike Sialski yeah. probably wouldn't like that much. No, um, he 
if I don't Sam Cardici left the Courier Times. I don't even know if he's going to be or no, I'm sorry, not the Courier Times. The Inquirer. The Inquirer. Yeah. Um I don't know if he would continue to be a part of that, but I'm I think sure if I were Cardici I'd, I'd like no, I need to come back just for this. Oh dude, it's amazing. The 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 the, the sound bites you can get from that guy. I mean, like if you haven't done it, you know, if you're into hockey at all, just go on YouTube and just watch John Torella's freakout moments. They're amazing. They are amazing. Like for hockey players, right? You get these interviews with hockey players. We're like, well, you know, we just didn't get it done. You know, we got to get pucks deep. We got to win on the forecheck. And like, that's all you get. John Tortorella is not that guy. I just want to make something clear. John Tortorella in his career is 673 wins, 541 losses, 37 ties, 132 uh, overtime or shootout losses. I just want to make it clear. In his, oh my God, he's had 12 playoff appearances. 12 of his 19 years he's been coaching, he went to the playoffs. And for the record, I almost discount like the first three years he was officially a coach because New York Rangers is on his record. He coached for four games there. Tampa Bay Lightning, his first year there, uh, 43 games coach. He took over midseason. So mm-hmm. really, 12 out of 17 seasons. Like, stop. Yeah, he's stop. the playoffs. Yeah, he's won the Stanley Cup, obviously. Get him to Philadelphia. I mean, dude, like, you, you look at what it did with Columbus, right? There, there was so many times that team did not. That team was not a playoff team. And he got them but there. But he dragged them there. He, he took did. down the President's Trophy winner, the former team he used to coach, yeah. with a team that had no business being there. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Get him here to Philadelphia like, right now. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be the answer, but he he's going to hold people accountable. That's for damn sure. Uh, and then... Danny Briere, a future GM in Philadelphia. I I don't know it, where Chuck Fletcher's future lies in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. but the fact that Philadelphia wants to elevate Briere so much so that he stays tells me that they see him as the future GM yeah. of this team. And I really love how Briere has kind of worked his way through. And for years, we kind of read a little bit here and there about his development into a front office person. Yes, and it's finally looking like that he might be a genuine candidate. If eight yeah. and I and because really Chuck Fletcher hasn't really earned my grace from this because I just don't think he's put a good enough team together and I no. don't think he's that good of a GM. I I I, ha- I commend him for trying because he recognized last year that something needed to be done and he's been trying and the Ryan Ellis thing I I think really sucks for him because Ryan Ellis was playing very well. It was a good trade and it was a I good trade. I still think it could and, work out. I do think yeah. it could work out. I mean, here. you lose Philip Myers and Nolan Patrick and Ryan Ellis still has more points than both of those those guys combined right now this season. So it's like you know, like so like that. Anyone that tells sucks, you, yeah. But like but the Risto one, it's just like that's a bad look, man. That's a bad look. As hard as Risto has worked, like I and I agree with you, in terms of like he's worked really, really hard. Yeah, he's always got his heart on the sleeve. But a first round pick for Ryan, for Rasmus Ristolainen is not a good trade. But also, doesn't some, matter. Sometimes you just need another GM, another guy to come in to lead you the rest of the way. And there's been plenty of examples of that over the years. You know, 1969. The Miami Dolphins had – I know you're going to like where this is going. They, they had some of the guys there that was going to lead to a perfect season, but their mm. head coach, George Wilson, just not the guy that they're looking for. No. 19, they were 3-10-1 they were and and in 1969. The next year they bring in the, the former Baltimore Colts coach, Don Shula. Donnie! And what happens? They go twelve and f- or ten and four in nineteen seventy, and then they go ten three and one in seventy one, and then they go 14, 17 and zero yep. in nineteen seventy two. So some- white white polo shirt, aviator glasses, dick swinging. He didn't care. And then Pat a killer. Pat Gillick, who was the GM of the Phillies from two thousand six to two thousand eight, there was a guy before him 
whose name, for whatever reason, I'm blanking on right now, but he was the GM of the Phillies. He put to, He's the guy that got Chase Utley and Ryan Howard in town. He drafted Cole Hamels, but he just couldn't put that last finishing piece on the puzzle yeah. together. So then they bring in Pat Gillick. Pat Gillick swings a couple of key moves. Jeff Jenkins, Jason Worth. Let's bring in Shane Victorino, yeah. that kind of thing. And what happens? The Philadelphia Phillies become an absolute dynasty of the late 2000s. Yeah. So – Sometimes you do need another guy that can yeah. get you the rest of the way. And I, you and almost I, saw it with the Sixers a couple years ago, except it really blew up in their face. You got Sam Hinkie doing the whole rebuild and trust the process and all that, and then the league forces him out. Thank you, Adam Silver. And then um, Elton Brand, Brett Elton Brown, Brand, filled and in, then, and, and now and it's Daryl Morey and Colangelo's. Yeah. I always sometimes forget how the things ended for the Colangelo's. It's always a good story well, to go. The burner account, everything. It was a, it was a rough. He has month. normal collars. Find a new slant. <laughs> It was yeah, it was funny. But I liked it. I think Danny Breer would be a phenomenal, phenomenal choice for GM, whether it's yeah. here or elsewhere. But I really hope it's here. I mean, you know how I feel about Danny Breer. I like. I, he's I'm my always, favorite, he's my favorite flyer of all time. Me too. Me too. Um, it's it's a shame because like I, obviously I want him to do well if he does do it. I'm always I don't know I'm hesitant because it's like he's, he hasn't been in GM before. I imagine he'd probably be fine. He understands hockey. We obviously we already know that. We already know that he understands hockey. You, they would be what they would be smart to do is if they were to hire him as the GM, they immediately hire someone as the as a as an advisor to the GM. Yes, and it's someone with tons of experience in this role. Yeah, to you need help a, him through it. You need somebody like I hate to say it, but like a Howie Roseman type character with him because Howie Roseman he doesn't draft well. We already know that. But, but they had Joe Douglas in there. Yeah, they had Joe Douglas yeah. who was very good at very player good at, personnel, right? And so that really helped Howie. But Roseman is extremely good with with contracts. figuring out contracts mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So yeah, you would need that kind of to go. But with they Andrew. might already have someone like that. They might there. Paul Hungren and Bobby Clark are still with the organization, and if yeah. they decide to ever use Bobby Clark appropriately, then that might be a big. Yeah, I, Bobby Clark's. I think he's. He's done. Like he said, even in his interview with the Cam and Strick podcast, he was like, "I'm just kind of a figurehead. I don't do anything." And Paul Holmgren, like, I don't know. He he knows, but at the same time, like, Paul Holmgren was my first taste of of a GM that was overpaying players. So I have a bad bias toward. I, when I see Paul Holmgren, I think of Ilya golf. I think of Andrew McDonald. Um, did they overpay Mark Streit? I don't know. I have to look back at the history. I don't know now. what that con- – yeah, I don't know what the – He also gets buried for the LeCavillet contract, which you've, you've, you've been a little kinder about the whole LeCavillet yeah, situation. Yeah, like, it, you know, in hindsight, it didn't work out well, but it, it wasn't terrible signing at the time. But, yeah, just overpaying players. So, like, yeah. But, anyway, the other thing that I'm worried about with Breer is that I love him so much is that I don't – if it doesn't work out – You don't want to hate him? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not going to hate him. Kind of like what happened with Ron Hextall and everyone now hates Ron Yeah, Hextall, like, everybody has, like they, – they shit all over him, but it's just like – He's one of the greatest players in Flyers history. He's, yeah. So it's kind of like, oh. Like, he was awesome to watch, but at the same time, he, Not a great he ruined drafter. the team. And he's put the team in probably the worst place it's ever been in its history. And then the last point um, that Al Morgani makes, load up for the 2023 draft. No, yeah. Nothing more to say about that. Yeah, it's pretty cut, dry, simple. Yep. Agreed. So, with that said, that pretty much, I mean, that's pretty much where we're at. Like yeah. there's really nothing more to say. Um, and like you said too, with the rebuild, like you know, you're thinking five years, it does. It could you can get it done in three if you do it well, if you execute it well, you can get it done in three. Where you you're not you're not winning a Stanley Cup in three years, but you're a contender. You have something that you can really build on, and you can recreate your foundation. You can do that. You can do that. And just so people are, you know, what they might be wondering with the Philadelphia Flyers, what's coming up? Uh, they do have their. First round pick for this year, 
They don't have their second. They traded that to the Arizona Coyotes to take on Shane Goss' bear. Good picks. Um, and they don't have their next two first-round picks. Yes, so. because, yeah, one was yeah given away for Ryan Ellis. Yep. Quickly, yes. before I finish this up, I want to – I'm going to try to find the thing. Um, but we, as of right now, weather permitting – we don't know yet. Uh, I actually want to message them to make sure any type of backup plan or anything like that. Um, but we are having a little get-together at the Iceworks Complex. Uh, I was there late, I want to say earlier last month. It was either December or late November um, for a charity event. It is a really, really cool spot. Um, as of right now, as of right now, tentatively, um, Justin and I will be there. We are going to be going on with the Flyers Alley guys. Um, they're going to be doing a pre-game intermission and post-game thing for when they play against the LA Kings on Saturday. Um, if you can make it out, please do so. Come say hi. It is a really cool spot. There are three hockey rinks inside of the place. Um, you can go around, just watch these club teams, but in the middle is a clubhouse and a bar. Really, really cool. You can just hang out. You look to your left, there's hockey. You look to your right, there's hockey. It's everywhere. A lot of really cool people. Last time I went, um, I think it was uh, Joe Watson was there. The... Uh, the Flyers Warriors guys were there. Really, really cool. Um, we're going to be there again. We're getting there probably around 1230, I think, is when we're going to go on air. And then, yeah, we're going to hang out for the game. If you can make it, make it. Please do. It'll be cool. Very excited. So Weather permitting. Weather permitting, exactly. We'll we see don't what know. the heck happens Friday night into Saturday. It's either going to snow a lot or little or maybe well, not at all. Or it might rain or, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. I want to be a weather person. Just give me free money. So that is it for the Fly Guys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at GoodHeartJustin, at CameronKline15, and our podcast Twitter at FlyGuysPodcast. Be happy, be healthy, wear your masks, and as always, let's go Flyers.